misericordia Domini plena est terra. The earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Singing these words of the introit, an extraordinary affirmation. The earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. We crossed the threshold into today's Holy Mass. The word of Moses to the children of Israel is fulfilled today in this other word. The earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. Speaking of the law, Moses said to the children of Israel, It is not above thy reach, it is not beyond thy compass, this duty which I am now enjoining upon thee. It is not a secret laid up in heaven, but thou must needs find someone to scale heaven and bring it down to thee before thou canst hear what it is and obey it. It is not an art practiced far overseas, but thou must wait for someone to go voyaging and bring it back to thee before thou canst learn to live by it. No, this message of mine is close to thy side. It rises to thy lips. It is printed on thy memory. Thou hast only to fulfill it. All that Moses says here concerning the law may now be said of the message of the mercy of the Lord. And this because the whole earth falls beneath the shadow of the arms of the cross. Prince of the Apostles tells us in the epistle that Christ Jesus, when he was reviled, did not revile when he was put to suffering, he threatened not, but delivered himself to him that judged him unjustly. St. Peter preaches that Christ Jesus himself bore our sins in his body upon the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live to justice. St. Peter proclaims, in effect, to all who come to Christ Jesus, some running, others walking, others stumbling, others limping, others leaning on a loved one, and still others being carried, like the paralytic of Capernaum let down on a stretcher through the roof. He proclaims, I say, to all of these, 
that there is healing in the stripes of Christ. That is, in the shining scars of his passion and in his five wounds, holy and glorious. There are some who, weighed down by guilt or engulfed by a great sorrow or weakened by sickness or paralyzed by fear, will say, I am unworthy to go to God or too crushed in spirit to go to God or laid low by sickness or held back by fear. To all those who cannot go to God, the gospel announces that God has come to them. The earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. This is the same shepherd whose coming God announced to Ezekiel. I mean, says God, I mean to go looking for this flock of mine. Search it out for myself. I go looking for these sheep of mine. Rescue them from all the nooks into which they have strayed when the dark mist fell upon them. Food and rest, says the Lord God, both these I will give to my flock. The lost sheep I will find. The strayed sheep I will bring home again. Bind up the broken limb, nourish the wasted frame, keep the well fed and the sturdy free from harm. They shall have a true shepherd at last. This is none other than the same shepherd who, having an hundred sheep and losing one of them, left the ninety-nine in the desert and went after that which was lost until he found it. And when he found it, he laid it upon his shoulders, rejoicing, carried it home, and calling together his friends said, Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep that was lost. In fact, this is the very image depicted on the front of this lovely chasuble. <coughs> the image on this chasuble and Brother Hildebrand put it out in the sacristy for me today because of today's gospel. The image is St. Benedict depicted, you see, as the Good Shepherd because he says in the Holy Rule that the abbot holds the place of Christ, the place of Christ, the Good Shepherd. And so here, St. Benedict himself is beautifully depicted as the shepherd. And you can see that not only has he sheep crowding about his feet, but he bears upon his shoulders the sheep that was lost. So this 
Chatterton itself is a preaching in some way, in line and form and color, a preaching by image of this gospel. There is no place on earth where the good shepherd will not go in search of his sheep. No place on earth. The earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. There is no place on earth where the good shepherd will not go in search even of one sheep. Be that sheep lost in the moors or fallen injured into a ravine or terrified by wolves or overcome by thirst because the earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. When a small child is lost in an airport or another busy place, a market. He remembers what his father told him. Son, if ever you are lost, stay in one place and wait there until you are found. It is, in effect, easier to find the child <coughs> who stands still waiting to be found than the one who wanders frantically in every direction trying to find the one who is looking for him. So it is with all of us. And first of all, with us monks, who by virtue of the vow of stability are bound to stay in one place. The monk is a man who comes to the monastery and stays there, confident that there he will be found by the Lord for whom he waits. And not only for monks, but for all of us, there is a kind of prayer that consists simply in this, staying in one place, content to wait for the Good Shepherd. We sometimes have queer notions about prayer. We think it's about saying words or thinking thoughts or somehow engaging in some kind of mental industry that magically attracts grace. There is, I say, this very simple form of prayer, which is to stay where one is, in faith and in hope, waiting to be found. This Waiting upon God in faith and hope is of itself a prayer very pleasing to the heart of the shepherd. It is a prayer full of confidence in his merciful goodness. 
Nothing is gained by trying to calculate the length of the wait, by looking at one's timepiece, by listening for the chime of the clock. And one can wait for the Lord in any place and at any time. Before the tabernacle, most surely, but also, as the prophet says, upon one's bed in the night, or among the pots and pans of the scullery, or in the comings and goings of a busy day, or even on the motorway, provided that one remains fixed and vigilant in the secret place of one's heart. Expectans expectabi dominum et intendit mihi. Waiting, says the psalmist, waiting, I waited for the Lord. I love that. What a description of prayer. Waiting, I waited for the Lord, and he was attentive to me. One who practices this prayer of waiting will be tempted to move. When the temptation to move strikes, stay as still and steady as this column. One will be tempted to scale mountains, to probe valleys, to penetrate dark forests, to cross deserts, thinking, surely I will find God there or there or there. It remains that the mercy of the Lord fills the earth. And this because the church, in obedience to the command of our Lord on the night before he suffered, shows forth his death until he comes. From the rising of the sun, even to the going down, and in every place, the Lord is near. The Offertory Antiphon will give us the very substance of this prayer of waiting, and by it prepare our hearts for its sacramental, its Eucharistic fulfillment. In the Offertory, we will sing, O oh God, my God, to thee do I watch at break of day. This is the prayer of a man staying still in one place and waiting to be found. O oh God, my God, to thee do I watch at break of day, and in thy name I will lift up my hands. A gesture of pleading, yes, but also of recognition. Pray thus, and you will not be disappointed in your hope, for the earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.